This week, we're in the final stretch and out on the campaign trail with Senate candidates Joe Donnelly and Mike Braun. As big names like President Trump and former President Obama come here to Indiana to get out the vote. Plus, we sit down with the candidates who want to be Indiana's Secretary of State. And remembering a beloved local columnist who always challenged his community to care. It's all ahead this Sunday in Focus. Just two days away, and the race for Senate here in Indiana is a close one. Here's the real clear politics average of all the recent polls, which have really gone back and forth for the moment, giving Senator Joe Donnelly a slight edge over Republican Mike Braun. This says all the big names in politics come here to Indiana to join them out on the campaign trail in this closely watched Senate race. Later today, former President Obama will be with Senator Donnelly in Gary, Indiana. And then tomorrow, President Trump will be back in Indiana in Fort Wayne once again with Mike Braun, who we also campaigned with on Friday. Our Matt Smith was there and joins us now with more. Dan, you could call this chapter one of closing arguments Friday night in Southport as the president again prepares to return to Indiana tomorrow. He was joined by the vice president, Mike Pence, Bobby Knight, and U.S. Senate candidate Mike Braun. The goal, of course, here for the White House and Indiana Republicans is to turn this enthusiasm this week into votes. If you want prosperity for your family, safety for your children, and security for your country, vote for Mike Braun. President Trump and I stand shoulder to shoulder with the next great senator for the state of Indiana, Mike Braun. Let's make him the fired hell. Let's retire Joe Donnelly. This morning, the president is continuing his weekend-long campaigning, stopping today in Georgia and Tennessee, tomorrow in Ohio, before once again returning to Indiana in Fort Wayne tomorrow night on Election Eve. Dan. All right, Matt, thanks. Meantime, as we said, former President Obama will be in Gary, Indiana, later today, campaigning there with Senator Joe Donnelly. The Braun campaign calling that move, quote, desperate. Now, remember, President Obama carried Indiana in 2008 but lost in 2012. Donnelly hoping he'll help get out the vote in northwest Indiana, which is historically a Democratic stronghold. Our Trevor Shirley is on his way to Gary for this afternoon's rally. He'll have coverage later today from the campaign trail. This week, Trevor also caught up with both Senator Donnelly and Mike Braun after that final Senate debate on Tuesday. I don't think the senator wanted to be on stage to defend his record. Mike Braun lied last night on stage. He lied about health care. At events Wednesday, both candidates hitting different aspects of the health care debate. Braun speaking with doctors and medical experts about the cost of health care and insurance. Donnelly meeting veterans, talking about mental health care for service members. Yeah, I've been doing this for 14 months, uh, 14 to 18 hour days, uh, literally six days a week. So if you don't have it right by now, it's probably not going to work. Just working nonstop to meet with voters, to talk to them, to have a chance to shake their hands and uh, to to work hard to earn their vote. There's also the Lucy Brenton factor to consider. The Libertarian candidate is polling at 3%, potentially enough to pull needed votes away from Donnelly or Braun, something neither seems concerned about. I think when people get into the box, they're going to see that I'm a limited government guy too. It's got real world solutions, and then they're going to vote for me. Ms. Brenton has a right to run, and uh, my job is to work hard with the voters that are out there. I think a lot of what uh, I'm talking about is a new agenda where the economy is uh, on fire and the fact that uh, I think with tax reform and the things that we're doing to kind of unravel regulations, uh, if uh, 
President Obama's coming in for Donnelly, uh, fine. I think that'll be a benefit to me. Now, this week, Senator Donnelly also addressed the controversy over a gaffe from Tuesday's debate on the issue of diversity. Our state director is Indian American, but he does an amazing job. Our director of all constituent services, she's African American, but she does an even more incredible job than you could ever imagine. I misspoke. I meant to say and uh, and said but. My diversity of the office um, has been a complete commitment of mine. Um, it's part of my life's work, and the record speaks for itself. Senator Donnelly clarifying those remarks on Wednesday. Then Thursday, more big-name support for Donnelly. Democratic Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey was here in Indianapolis campaigning with his Senate colleague. They visited phone bank volunteers and local steelworkers. We need people like Joe who know how to bring people together. He's really one of those folks that's an antidote to what's going on. I watch him. A lot of us dig in. He's one of those people that comes into, into the Senate floor and tries to pull together coalitions. Booker, of course, on the Senate Judiciary Committee, also a potential presidential candidate in 2020. Meantime, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina was in Mishawaka to campaign for Braun. Joe's a nice fella. I'm here because uh, enough's enough, okay? Uh, Joe's in a box. He's between the hard left and the energy of the Democratic Party in Indiana. Big name support coming in on both sides ahead of this crucial Indiana midterm. This week, we also spoke about the Senate race with two big names who work behind the scenes in national politics. Former special assistant to the president, Mark Lauder, and Adrian Shropshire, the executive director of a political action committee for African-American voters. We are supporting uh, Joe Donnelly. We have the potential and the ability to sort of redirect the country toward progress, um, redirect the country toward something far more positive um, and inclusive um, than what we're seeing right now. This is a very important Senate seat. And we, when we have the opportunity to increase the majority uh, in, the, in the Senate, we do not want to less necessarily leave this seat on the table. I think it's one of the reasons why you see the vice president and president coming to Indiana twice uh, in the next week between now and Election Day, because this is the opportunity to, to complete and get Mike Braun over the finish line. All right, coming up next, we talk with our panel and with Indiana's Secretary of State running for re-election. She and her opponent making their case to voters. Coming up, and a reminder, join us on Election Night, Fox 59, CBS 4, and the Indy Star. Teaming up once again, coverage starting at 7 o'clock as the results come in. Stick around. We'll be right back with more after this. Welcome back. Joined now by Indy Star columnist Tim Swearens and contributing editor for Politico and Indianapolis Monthly, Adam Wren. Guys, these polling numbers, they've been all over the place, uh, but still very close. This is the poll from CBS News last Sunday that had Mike Braun ahead by three points. And then you had this poll from Fox News this week. Really interesting to see where it is now. They have it at 45-38 Donnelly. They had Braun ahead by two points in early September. What do you make of those numbers, Tim? I, I, I think there's some static in those numbers. Uh, I don't believe it's the race has switched that much from September to late October. Um, I think we're just going to have to wait and see what happens on Tuesday. What's interesting to me is that if you look at the crosstabs, you see Fox has done three polls um, of the Senate race, and all three times they've used a different pollster. So it's these on, two different polls, that's right. different pollsters yeah. that did them. Very interesting. You had an interesting article in Politico this week about basketball and yeah. how the, the politics in, in Indiana are so closely tied 
to the to the game of basketball. A jump ball then at this that, point, this race. That's you think? right. That's right. It's not a slam dunk for either candidate yet. So. And, and as you look at these numbers, obviously we're talking about a race that not only uh, is close, but it's one that's being closely watched across the country as well. A lot of interest in yep. this race, as we're seeing with all of the uh, po the political leaders coming to Indiana this weekend. All right. Let's also talk about that debate Tuesday, guys. Both candidates right at the start asked about the president and this issue of birthright citizenship that made news this week. We have to take a look at that legislation. As of right now, the 14th Amendment of the Constitution says um, exactly regarding this issue. And so I'd want to see that legislation, make sure it was constitutional, and review it first. We'll uh, wait and see uh, what the uh, discussion is on it. And if Lindsey Graham is introducing it, I think it will be uh, something I'll take a look at. I'm not going to say whether I'll support it or not until I read the legislation. No one is above the law. No one makes unilateral decisions in this country. What do you guys think of the debate? That question in particular that really neither Donnelly or Braun seemed to answer and the candidate's performance overall. Both parties increasingly are treating this election as a base election. The reason why this issue is coming up now, because Republicans are trying to appeal to their base. What did you make of their answers? Yeah, when I wrote about this in Importantville on, on Tuesday night, um, Donnelly's campaign reached out and actually released a cleanup statement about yeah. Donnelly's um, opinion on the 14th Amendment and reaffirming his support for birthright citizenship. All right, here's why this race is so important. The balance of power in the Senate, you see it right here. This is what it is today, ahead of Election Day, 51-49 Republicans have the advantage in the Senate at this moment, obviously, if uh, Democrats were to pick up a couple of seats in, in places like Arizona or Nevada and, and hang on here in, in Indiana, they could perhaps take control of the Senate. But also you have uh, North Dakota, a race where someone like Heidi Heitkamp right now is way down in the polls. Could it be a 50-50 tie? Could Republicans pick up more seats? We'll certainly uh, wait to see Tuesday night. I'm going to walk over now and join uh, the rest of our panel Tony Samuel was vice chair of the Indiana Trump campaign in 2016. Two former state lawmakers with us, Democrat Christina Hale, Republican Mike Murphy, and former communications director for the Indiana Democrats, Jennifer Wagner here as well. Two days left, guys. Right. Almost here. Exciting. Your thoughts uh, on the final debate, the big name surrogates. Where do we stand? I have no idea. And if any of these guys tell you that they do, they're, uh, they're <laughs> fibbing. Um, I think we're going to have a really, really close U.S. Senate race. I think Joe Donnelly's going to pull it out. I don't think you're going to see much change in the state house. I think the statewide elections uh, probably stay in Republican hands. Well, what about, we mentioned in the first segment of the show, what about the gaffe uh, at the debate, Donnelly's gaffe Tuesday night? I know he's tried to walk that back and clarify uh, what he said. Does that have any impact? Well, I mentioned Tuesday night. I thought it was a stunning gaffe. Uh, obviously a mistake. I don't think uh, Donnelly's a racist by any means. I think he screwed up. But I think his mistake in his, in his walk back was that he tried to shift the debate away from his his mistake to health care instead of saying, I screwed up, That's I'm been sorry. the topic he's wanted to talk about yeah. really throughout this campaign. What about the president's visit here, Christina, and also uh, the rhetoric this week on the issue of immigration? Which president's visit here, Dan? Right. You know, the we're, we're almost yeah. lousy here with presidents. Yeah, I mean, Indiana's the place to be. It's really feeling pretty good to be relevant as a Hoosier once again. You know, it's been um, a very, very exciting election cycle. Uh, I think that both um, President Barack Obama and President Trump, you know, will certainly fan up the base, get um, build enthusiasm. And as we have been discussing for this cycle, it's all about GOTV. Get out the vote. Uh, Tony, the president here on Friday, coming again tomorrow night. What does that say about the state of this race? Uh, it says a lot about momentum. 
the president's not just been here twice, he's been in other states twice here in these last six days. He's doing like 11 or 12 rallies, three tomorrow on Monday, maybe even a fourth if they add Michigan. It's incredible that what he can do to carry the party and carry the country if uh, others would give him a chance on his shoulders. But that momentum is translating to Mike Braun, uh, and, and I think he's going to carry the day. Four rallies in a day. I mean, I guess it's good we changed the clocks back last night to add an extra hour. Uh, we do want to tell you on our website we have multiple interviews with the Senate candidates here from a, throughout the campaign and interviews with, with the 9th Congressional District candidates as well and other candidates uh, on the ballot. Uh, we were not able to do an interview with uh, the Vice President's brother, 6th District candidate wow, Greg Pence, uh, who declined our request for an interview along with requests for many other news organizations, one local paper calling it a submarine strategy. Here's the statement we got from the Pence campaign. They said Greg Pence is continuing to focus on canvassing the 6th District, attending events in all 19 counties, and talking directly uh, with voters in that district. Pence is running against Democrat Janine Lee Lake, who actually has gotten some help from David Letterman in this race, but it is heavily a Republican district, uh, and really, uh, Jennifer, the experts aren't predicting any of Indiana's House seats to be likely to flip Tuesday, which is perhaps why you see uh, candidates like uh, Pence uh, not doing debates, not doing interviews, running out the clock. Yeah, and I think that um, is, is one of the disappointments of this election cycle. No matter what happens in the Senate race, we haven't actually seen a lot on the congressional front. I mentioned the state house races earlier because, um, you know, Democrats nationally, we, we are getting outspent five to one at the state house level, which it's all great and well to win governor's races and Senate races, but that stuff really matters when it comes to the brass tacks of legislation at the state level. All right, let's also talk about the state house here, Mike. Republicans with super majorities in both chambers, Democrats uh, hoping to make some gains. Uh, but as you see there, uh, big numbers for Republicans at the state house. What are some of the races you're keeping an eye on uh, at the state level uh, in well, the General Assembly? I on think, Tuesday? first of all, the super majorities are such that both the Senate and the uh, House and the Republican side could both lose a few seats and without breaking a sweat, don't even worry about it, let's just move on. So I don't think there's any threat anywhere to the supermajorities, but there's the Carbaugh seat in Fort Wayne, there's the uh, Tim Lannon Senate seat in Anderson, there's certainly the Mike Dove seat in Carmel, which I think he's gonna win, but a lot of money being It's a closely watched race there, there yes. with, uh, with Democrat J.D. Ford. Christina, you also served in the legislature. What are you keeping your eye on here this week? Um, I think Lisa Beck is going to pull it off, and she might just unseat Julie Althoff up in northwest Indiana. Um, I hear that Derek Camp is really running a hard-working, smart race against, against Senator, Senator Jim yeah. Merritt. Um, all around the state, too, there's some young blood up in northwest Indiana, um, that I think might just surprise some people. And Mike, we mentioned last week, you've even seen Speaker Bosma running ads uh, ahead of his race. Yeah, More I mean, news he has, well, he has a particular well. problem. But, right. but, and he's running because even though he has a huge advantage, he knows, he's smart enough to know that he can't let any of that base erode underneath there have been because stories of this in the issue. News, this, yeah. And his, can and his, his opponent has run a fine race. Poonam Gill has knocked her way to victory. She's smart, hardworking, and it's been a solid race. Like She's raised Pence hundreds race, of thousands of dollars running against the speakers. But I would, yeah. if, I, if I were her and she is sharp, I'd move to another district and run, frankly. But but the problem is the Bosma issue is now being used in other races in Lafayette and some other districts. Direct other mail is starting to come out that. this weekend. Yeah. Again, there's no threat to any supermajority. Tony, what are you keeping your eye on? Well, I'm, I'm looking at the bigger, broader picture. I agree all of those races, there could be some changes. There, there might not. But what I'm looking at is who's going to come out and vote. We're talk, we've heard talk about a blue wave, a red wave. I think both tides rise. 
But I think there are so many folks are going to be energized about the economy, the jobs number that just came out, 250,000 right. uh, added in October, the 3.1% wage and salary increase, the best in a decade. Those things are going to keep Republicans energized and come out. But also Republicans and Trump voters especially are going to come out to help this president on issues like immigration that he, they know he's fighting for them to protect them, keep them safe. That's where I think the Republicans, the wave is going well, to be higher. As you said earlier, a lot of controversy this week on that particular subject and some of the messaging uh, that the Trump administration and other Republicans have used. Absolutely. I think that's an important word too, controversy, because Tony's just given us a list of very rational reasons why people might want to come out and vote. A lot of numbers. Well, I don't know that this is about numbers or that intellectual argument. I think this is about drama and about emotion. And people are going out to vote because they're feeling it in their guts. A lot of people are voting, too, in yes. the early voting numbers. we got to shift here to the race for Secretary of State. Democrat Jim Harper taking on Republican incumbent Connie Lawson. It is the responsibility of the Indiana Secretary of State to uh, work to increase voter turnout. Um, the Indiana General Assembly appropriated money for us to use to um, on our voter outreach program. We uh, have used that money, and in fact, I think it's working. We could upgrade our voting machines in Indiana if we had leadership. We just haven't had uh, the leadership out of the Secretary of State's office. We should start by using that federal funding and we could do a lot of good with that federal funding, but frankly the Secretary of State uh, should have been working since Election Day in 2016 to obtain the resources to get it done. All right, coming up, remembering a beloved local columnist who was also a part of this program. We're paying respects to our friend Matthew Tully after the break. Stick around. probably read his columns, or maybe you've seen him here with us. Yeah, we're recapping election night with Indie Star columnist Matthew Tully talking politics on television. Would you bring some radical change to how public safety is fought? One of the men who knew Matthew Tully best says he was more than just a columnist. He cared about this community. He cared about our state. Former opinions editor Tim Swearen says Tully was also an advocate for kids and other causes in our community. Matt's passion and what really drove him was to try to help children in our state and central Indiana. And in recent years, Tully also wrote about his struggle with cancer. Two years ago, not long after that column, he posted this picture of all the cards he received from readers. It's been a tough two-year journey uh, battling cancer, and, and Matt shared some of that struggle with readers uh, of the Star uh, on a couple of occasions and just very transparent about about the, the uphill struggle he was facing and what it meant. I think he will um, maybe go down as one of our state and community's greatest storytellers, and we're going to miss his stories. It's a tough time overall for journalists, and to hear, again, from people on the left and the right, so many people in the community that say, tell us how much Matt's work meant to them and the difference that he made as a journalist over the years, it, it's, it's very gratifying. Made a difference on this program too, Tim. You and Matt were uh, two of our original panelists on this show. I know it's been yes. a difficult week uh, in the Indie Star newsroom, but uh, like you said, gratifying, I'm sure, to hear so much reaction from from so many people across Indiana. We've heard from so many people who who said, you know, Matt totally made a real difference in our community. He meant a lot to us. Uh, in Indiana's Hoosiers, and, and that's a wonderful legacy. And another part of that legacy you're announcing today in the Star, a, a scholarship in Matt's name. Yes, so Matt wrote a lot about children in our community, yeah. particularly children who were facing uh, big challenges. And so this scholarship fund, new scholarship fund, announced today, 
uh, will be in Matt's name, but to help at-risk children in central Indiana. That's great. Jennifer, I know you, you worked with, with Matt as well at the Star. I did. 16 years ago, uh, he was hired in, before he became a columnist, to be a city hall reporter, and I was, you know, 22 years old. And I was, I was stunned then, as I was throughout his whole career, that um, he was, he'd worked in D.C. and northwest Indiana, so not the nicest of places to journalists. Mm -hmm. And he was so kind and good-hearted. And throughout the duration of his career, he maintained that, which is not common for journalists. Um, they don't tend to always have the most optimistic outlook. And he kept that throughout his entire career. And he reached out to people. And, he did. And help. And I know you had kind of a similar uh, yeah, experience. Yeah, I asked uh, him to coffee and um, just kind of sought his advice. Yeah. And he, one of the things he told me was, um, when you don't have kids, uh, work as hard as you can. <laughs> um, because once you have kids, harder. you're not going to want to work as much. Um, and what struck me about Matt is that so many journalists uh, climb the ladder to try to get to D.C., um, but he actually came come back, back home. to Indianapolis yeah. and really showed me what what you can do and the influence you can have on a city and, by being here. And this city, this state, his family meant so much uh, to him, and he meant uh, so much to all of us, a huge part of our community. Stick around. We'll be right back. All right, we're wrapping it up with this week's winners and losers, and I think we've set a record for the number of people at the table today. Adam, I'll start with you. Either a winner and loser from this past week or who you think will be a big winner and loser on Tuesday. Uh, my winners are Indiana basketball fans who get to watch a proxy uh, war play out between Vic Oladipo and Bobby Knight. And my uh, loser are Indiana voters who really didn't get a thoughtful, um, articulate debate about issues that matter most to them in the Senate race. So? My winner for the week is President Trump because of the, the extensive campaign he's doing. We haven't seen a president do this in an off-year election. And winner uh, for next Tuesday, Mike Braun. I'm wearing my blue Mike Braun shirt. I you think are, he's going to benefit yeah. and he's run a very disciplined race. Tim. My winners are any Hoosiers who uh, cast a vote already who will cast a vote on Tuesday. Losers, everybody who's trying to watch football and sports this weekend and have to sit through all of these ads, it's super fatiguing. Winner, all these women that stepped up to run this year for the first time, the first time candidates, it's really exciting. Mike? President Trump is my winner and my loser. He's my winner for reinstating the Iranian uh, sanctions on Friday. He's my loser for thinking that he can replace the 14th Amendment by executive order. Good to wrap it up. Last but not least, uh, I think Joe Donnelly is going to be a winner on Tuesday night. It's going to be really close. I think Democrats are going to take the House back uh, nationally. And my loser, because I have the last word, if you don't go vote, that's you. <laughs> You're the loser. <laughs> that's right. right. We will be here on Tuesday night for election coverage. Hope you can join us then. Thanks for being with us this Sunday in Focus. Focus.